been said that Christian music sucks. Not. Hopefully the antidote will dispel that myth. The antidote features bands that range from indie folk to metalcore. So whatever your likes and dislikes are, you're going to be hearing it on the antidote.
And that was from the Swedish band Jerusalem, and that track was called Warrior from the album of the same name. This is Dave Hawkins with The Antidote, where we feature Christian artists who produce some really awesome music. While I've returned from my first road trip of the summer, went out to the Cornerstone Festival in Illinois, where I had to tolerate temperatures that were in the 40s and Humidex at over 50 each and every day. So it was brutal, but a lot of really great bands made it to the final Cornerstone Festival. For tonight, since I'm old, everybody expects me to play old music. And tonight, for a change, I'm going to do exactly that. So we're going to look at some old songs. We're going to look at some older artists. But all the artists you're going to hear were influential in the development and furthering of Christian rock in one aspect or another. Plus, a number of these artists share some of their thoughts with the antidote on the early days of Christian rock. So we're going to start off with Striper, and their track is called The Way.
Milo and the Fever was well known for writing Without Him, which was recorded by Elvis. But back in the 80s, he recorded that last track, Crack the Sky, with his band Broken Heart. Toronto's own Daniel Band is regarded as arguably the first Christian metal band when they formed back in the late 70s. Listen to this segment of an interview that I had with lead vocalist Dan McCabe of Daniel Band. Well, yeah, 1979, there wasn't a lot of heavy stuff. Uh, there was, you know, Resurrection Band were fairly new. Other than that, you know, there really wasn't a lot of really heavy stuff. I mean, Servant was out too, but again, they weren't really heavy. Mm-hmm. They were heavy, but <clears throat> but um, that was sort of new ground, I think, back in 1979. You know, to come out with the kind of music that we did. And we, didn't th- we didn't think we were doing anything strange or different. We just played the music that we liked.
Daniel Band with Bethel from the Rise Up album. Now listen to more of my conversation with Dan McCabe as he describes other fairly prevalent artists of the early ages of Christian rock. Well, we did all the festivals, yeah. all the music festivals, which was great. You know, Ichthus and Creation and Cornerstone. We played Cornerstone a few times. And it was really neat because you got to hang around and meet some of the people that you really respected and you know, listened to as well. We, we developed a friendship with Mylon because uh, we saw each other on tour all the time. Wow. And uh, those were really good times. One of my favorite bands back uh, in the early 80s was AD. Yeah. You know, and with yeah, with Kerry Liver and Dave Hope and those guys. And I used to actually drive around listening to them and warm up vocally to Michael Gleason. I thought he was the most incredible singer, so I would always play him and sing his stuff all the time.
If the music of that last band sounds familiar, that's probably because they were previously known as Kansas. They renamed themselves AD when they began uh, producing Christian-based uh, rock music. Well, without a doubt, the only Christian rock video ever to be banned by MTV for content was this song from DeGarmo and Key with 666.
And that was Elam Hall. They're actually called uh, Southwestern Ontario Home. That was Hypothermia from their 1986 album. Next artist we've got up, Michael W. Smith, is still recording on an almost annual basis. Miss Light Rock recording, the album called The Big Picture from 1986, really raised the bar for both production and recording in the Christian music realm. And from that album, here is Lamu.
I'm speaking with Steve Taylor, who's been a major part of Christian music for over 30 years. Steve's often been considered a controversial figure to traditional churches due to his accurate criticisms of the organized church. Do you consider yourself, Steve, to be a, a rebel with a cause? <laughs> um, well, you know, I think Bono put it more succinctly, but the easiest thing in the world now is to kind of follow the well-worn path of being a rock and roll rebel. You know, by not following that path, it's probably a little more unique in this day and age. I wasn't a particularly rebellious kid. I liked my parents and um, grew up in a good home. I heard this this band, The Clash, when I was in college, and uh, I was so inspired that I decided I want to do what I want to do what they do and their music was sort of protest music and so that's uh that's primarily what I've written is protest music a clone from Steve Taylor. Taylor, of course, was describing in that song how some churches only want to have cookie-cutter Christians. Hopefully that's not the church where you're going to. Here we go. From Daniel Amos Band, the title track from their uh, from a really awesome, awesome album called Alarma. Probably one of the most highly regarded of Christian bands. So listen up to the title track, Alarma, 
from Daniel Amos.
Glenn and Wendy Kaiser shared their vocal talents with the Resurrection Band. And on that track, Wendy shows off her Joplin-esque vocals on Nervous World. Now, Larry Norman is regarded as the undisputed father of Christian rock. And here's a folk rock track called UFO. He's an unidentified flying object. You will see him in the air. He's an unidentified flying object and you will drop your hands and stare. You will be afraid to tell your neighbors they might think that it's not true. But when you open up the morning papers, you will know they've seen it too. Stonehill spoke with the antidote about the reaction to his music back in the 70s. And you're going to be able to hear one of his more humorous songs, Shut the Door. But so it was really interesting to see the response to the music. You had, it was, there was a great polarization. You had, I think, some of the perhaps more cautious old school thinkers looking at rock and roll and thinking, oh, no good thing can come of this, you know. But uh, for for guys like me, for whom that music was of such a powerful voice in my own life, I was just doing what came naturally. I was going, well, I was thinking, well, this Jesus came crashing into my life. This is nothing less than miraculous, and I want to share it with the tools I've been given. So I just was kind of guileless and and, uh, doing what I thought I should do. And then I found that 
my generation, kids that would never think to darken the doors of a church, we didn't even know what that was about, they were hearing the timeless message of the gospel in their own language. And so, like I said, there was a vast polarization. We had a lot of raised eyebrows, a lot of doors slammed in my face. The exciting thing was this sense of that God was at work, and we had, you know, this whole new generation hearing the gospel in a way that was accessible. Shut the door, keep on the devil. You shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep on the devil Light the candle, everything's alright Light the candle, everything's alright Oh, when I was a baby child Shut the door, keep out the devil Good and bad was just a game Shut the door, keep the devil in the night Many years and many trials Shut the door, keep out the devil They proved to me they're not the same Shut the door, keep the door. devil in the night Shut the for checking out tonight's retro version of the, of the antidote those of you who don't really care for retro music well next week we're gonna bring it back up now the antidote is heard through the facilities of trent radio cfff peterborough the home of programmer driven radio now if you haven't had a chance to check out christian rock music in depth you can always head with Janine, John, Mark, Alec, and I, as we head off to the Soulfest Music Festival, which begins this August 1st, you can check that all out at thesoulfest.com. Now, Wes Gris is slacking off tonight. Yeah, he's taking the night off. So you're going to have to wait until next week to get your fix of some shoegaze music. 
coming up shortly, of course, is going to be Radio Free Peterborough. Now, it's just about time for me to head out, but uh, we're going to do one final track. Here it is. Petra beat the system. Take 